welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Well, Father Sean, here we are. Wait, are we live? We're live. You didn't even tell me you were going to hit the button. We Boom. forgot to pray. We forgot to pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Am I close enough? You're close enough, I think. We're in a hotel room in Lisbon, Portugal. With a weird microphone set up on an iPhone. Yep. Uh, this has been, well, the introduction is basically what our week has been. Hi, I'm Father Sean. I'm Deacon Jacob. This is... Catholic stuff you should know. <laughs> Live from Portugal. Uh, we just Lisbon. wrapped. Yeah, we just wrapped uh, whatever um, the 157th annual World Youth Day. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was. We're coming up on the Jubilee. Actually, we found out the Jubilee. I don't think that has no, to do it's with not World an actual Youth Jubilee. Day, though. I think it's just, just every 25 years oh. is a jubilary. So jubilee year, Pope Francis then... was making announcements in Spanish, and the Cardinal of Lisbon was making announcement in Portugal. So me and Father Sean got mm, 50% of it. Portuguese. We're just like totally sleep deprived right now. So if there's any mispronunciations, <laughs> blame it on that. Yeah, not our normal mistakes. Um, but yeah, they're going to be heading back to Rome. Uh, in 2025. Yeah, so for World Youth Day. Maybe before we get to that, let's just talk about World Youth Day I was in general. Get there, but I was like, it's a big. No, picture. no, 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 no. We'll do that at the end. Okay. Like, like you save the best for last, you know. <laughs> uh, what is World Youth Day in general, Father Sean? World Youth Day in general. So, as you know, we've been talking about this because Deacon Jacob and I are here with my parish that he was once assigned to, Our Lady of Lords, in Denver, Colorado, and he. Um, we are here essentially, yeah, w- with World Youth Day here in, in Portugal. Sorry, Deacon Jacob's moving the mic, so it's freaking me out. Um, world Youth Day essentially is a gathering around of the world youth, essentially, Catholic world youth. Originally um, started by Pope John Paul II. Correct, yeah. I, I want to say in like the 80s, I think there was one or two of them. I think the first one got, was in Rome. He called the, all the youth from the world to mm-hmm. join him in Rome. And then... You know the the ones that the one that really kind of makes us famous in Denver is that John Paul II on a map in 1993 or I guess a little bit before that they were asking where do you want to go where do you want to go and he pointed out he looked at a map and he said I want to go there I want to go to Denver and everyone looked at him and said if you go to Denver no one will come America is not Catholic but John Paul II said yes but I will get to ski <laughs> yeah. He didn't say that, no. but he probably thought that. Um, and he came in the summer and didn't get to right, ski. Right, in August. And so this was 90, 1993. So this is the 30th anniversary of the World Youth Day Denver. Um, so it's definitely a special uh, anniversary for us. And so it's fitting that we made pilgrimage here to Lisbon on the 30th anniversary of Denver. Here, of course, now we have Pope Francis. But we've spent the last week here in, Pol- in, in Lisbon, Portugal with... Uh, youth from around the world, Catholic youth from around the world. I've never seen, I've never, ever, ever been to crowds this big, this crowded. Um, the closing mass today was super, super powerful. Um, seeing, I mean, this is, this had to stretch for at least a couple of miles. I mean, it was just massive. It's wild because subjectively, I'm not a crowd person. And I'm thinking like if we were in section A and we weren't really close to anything, and as priests and deacons, we got to go um, up into the, the clergy section and vest for Mass, which was super cool. Um, but even that, we were still pretty far away. Right. And so 
in normal circumstances, I would not put myself in that large of a crowd to be that far from the person that we're there for. Yeah. Um, and that was all the events, the, the opening mass with the Cardinal of Lisbon, the well, uh, papal welcoming, and the Stations of the Cross with Pope Francis kind of in the center of Lisbon at a, at a park, and then the final Mass, which is kind of north of Lisbon along the beach, and the, the aerial shots were just absolutely stunning. Um, over a million people for sure, probably up into 1.52 million people just in this area, this beach, this park. Um, yeah. Yeah, these are the largest gatherings in human history, but they're not talked about, which is crazy. It's like and everyone talks about like Woodstock or this or that, but what about Catholic <laughs> youth from around the world coming Who together? Aren't rioting, aren't tearing anything down, aren't beating each other up, aren't doing drugs, aren't... I mean, it's just like, it's peaceful. The most right. powerful thing for me, the, the most profound moment, and it was really just kind of a short moment, but last night at the vigil, after we've all finally settled into our spots in this overnight vigil area, uh, getting ready for the mass that happened this morning. Pope Francis comes out, um, he kind of gives an address, and then we enter a time of adoration. And everybody at this point, really, anybody that's not Pope Francis isn't getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Pope Francis, the crowd will stop and focus on the big screens and listen. Uh, But if you're not Pope Francis... People are talking, chatting, trading uh, T-shirts, trading pins, trading whatever they've got from the trading currency of their country, whatever it is between other youth, because you've got, I think, all but one or two nations in the world were represented. Yeah, all except the, every sovereign nation is currently represented here except the Maldives, which I don't know why they're not represented here. So come on, Maldives. (laughs) But we're sitting there and then adoration starts and we have the hymns at the beginning of adoration and then we stop into silence and one to two million people are silent and are kneeling or sitting for the most part yep it's silent and we're talking the farthest part back is probably a mile and a half from the stage yep yeah maybe two 30 minute walk something like that they can't see they have like they don't they can't even see the stage with their eyes they just see the screens that are set up in their section right and And everybody is silent and that's powerful to me, the fact that we would just sit in adoration in silence, that two million people could be silenced yeah. by our Lord. And that's, that was like the most profound moment for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, so the way kind of the structure of World Youth Day is um, that the Pope will come to, um, and we'll get to where they are next time. We already kind of gave the hint, right? But the Pope kind of comes to the city, so the Pope derived here in Lisbon on uh, Wednesday, I believe. So Tuesday, there was an opening Mass with the Cardinal Archbishop of Lisbon, as Deacon Jacob mentioned. Um, Most of the people, most of the pilgrims um, may have already arrived by that point, so they're going to all be at that Mass. Uh, And then Wednesday is the welcome ceremony where he drives in the Pope Mobile around kind of this park, and then there is an altar stage area where he presided over like a little ceremony. It wasn't really a liturgy, so I shouldn't say presided, but... But anyways, um, and then he did Stations of the Cross on Friday. And then on Sunday, there's this big, big, big mass with all the pilgrims. All the pilgrims who have registered for World Youth Day get uh, inside. You kind of go through a TSA airport type security that uh, is much, much, much more relaxed. I mean, these are Catholics wanting to see the Pope. I mean, hopefully no one's going to do anything um, crazy. But you kind of go through the security. You get 
uh, into your sector of a different type. This is my first World Youth Day, so I, I, from what I understand, all World Youth Days work this way, but there might be some differences. And so there is sector A through D, A, B, C, and D, and we happen to be in A, which was the closest part, which was a great gift because then um, there was a bridge that went across this little river, and then B, C, and D were on the other side of the river. So the B, C, and D weren't just like right there. They There was a river, and then they were finally there. So um, it was it was yeah that's why it was such a long stretch and certainly that's and it wasn't even skinny either like it was still wide. Well, I'll just say like what most pilgrims look forward to is this Sunday um, Saturday night vigil into Sunday and so Saturday morning you wake up we had mass and then we walked about eight miles from our hotel to get to this park. All the subways are closed, everything's closed. There's kind of roads blocked off pretty far away so you can't even uber there i mean you could uber maybe in two miles of it but that's just not what pilgrims do we set out from the hotel we walked eight miles and then you pick up this like meal kit food kit uh for lunch dinner breakfast and dinner so four meals and then you go and find we were in a17 we go down there we set up kind of uh tarps and you just kind of lay on the ground Beating the heat, it was like 99 degrees yesterday. So it Shout was out to warm. our, we sent an advanced scout crew to. We shouldn't tell the secrets. Oh, we uh, we just got there and we found a spot. And uh, <laughs> yeah, by the time we, by the time everyone arrived, we kind of arrived in ways. But by the time everyone got there, our last pilgrim, you know, we had some. People well, it's who cool. There's so many people suffering. that you have to have a way to find each other, and so we had American flags, but that's not you know. There's a lot of Americans there, so we had the Colorado flags, mm-hmm. two big ones. And so, like, if we were lost, we're looking for where you are. We're just sending the the group chat, wave the flag, and they right. put the Colorado flag up in there, and you'd look around, and oh, there it is, yeah. there it is, and we'd totally. make it. So yeah, and it's interesting because even with with this amount of people in one area, like the cell phone towers just like get overloaded. It takes like ten minutes to send a text, and it's like, how am I ever going to get a hold of anyone? Um, but yeah, the Lord's providence. And so we all get there and then, uh, the Pope gets there around 8 PM, um, to give a little address. And then we had a holy hour as Deacon Jacob mentioned. And that was also super, super powerful for me where everyone's just kneeling in silent adoration. You spend the night there. Now, most people stay up most of the night, maybe until 2 AM, you get three hours of sleep, but you're kind of staying up talking to other pilgrims. We happened to camp right next to this, uh, group from Italy and one of the uh, participants or one of the yeah, World Youth Day um, pilgrims, uh, Gabriele was his name. He we had a great talk. He speaks English and I don't speak Italian. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but that doesn't help me with the uh, the Italians. And uh, just a good man and um, really hungering for Christ, hungering for the Lord. I gave him a podcast sticker, shameless plug, of course. I brought some stickers and people traded. And one of the Italian girls gave me this nice little bracelet that she wrapped around my uh, wrist and so it's just a time for youth to meet youth from around the world and there's nothing more powerful than seeing two million people on their knees in silent adoration and prayer Um, eventually you wake up and then mass began at 9 a.m um after mass about two and a half hour mass and it's just pure chaos (laughs) getting out of the gates (laughs) Well, that's every um, everywhere you're trying to enter or exit is just a tight point. Yeah. Thousands of people going through the same gate, and there's only a few like exits. So, but again, to the point of like, there's some pushing a little bit, but it's because everybody's kind of going in the same direction. There's not like trampling. There's not stampeding. There's there's a general spirit of camaraderie, and like we're in this together. We're not trying to to smash people. There's a little bit, you know, like okay, it's all kind of chaos. We're all just gonna kind of stake out our ground. A little bit of a wild west with that character. But, but there's not like a maliciousness to it, which mm-hmm. is, 
I think that's what strikes me the most because, you know, some of the programming, I think the pillar, um, did a, a interesting article, like kind of sharing, like some of the reporting is like, man, all these, these catechists are just like atrociously conservative or like other people are posting. Yeah. Man, I think these, was, these that was a little satirical. These, these catechesis, it is, but these catechesis are uh, dangerously liberal. Like there's, you can just find what you're frustrated about because you've got two million of the church from every country and corner of the world coming together and we can start to focus on and nitpick the small things um and they're substantial maybe but we we nitpick them and we forget the central reality of two million youth are in a place where they can encounter the pope which is an encounter with the universal church with every nation around them that they're not alone that their country isn't the only ones who have young catholics in it Um, because the world wants to say you're alone. Nobody's Catholic. No young people are Catholic. Everybody's leaving the faith. Why would you continue to practice? Why don't you just go with the, you know, the flow of the world? And the reality is there's a lot of faithful young people who love Jesus and want to know him more, despite their country situation, despite their family situation, despite whatever it may be. And there's a, there's a powerful camaraderie there. And so where there might be something that's like, oh, that felt kind of like propaganda or, oh, that felt a little weak or, oh, that felt whatever, a little stale. Um, in the end, you've got a place where young people can encounter each other and encounter the Lord. Yeah. And I think this one was people are actually hungry for it. This World Youth Day was actually supposed to be in 2022 and then it got delayed a year when COVID happened in 2020. They said, well, it's just put this on the back burner for one year. So 2023, I think people have just been anxious to get out. At least, you know, I haven't traveled abroad since 2019. And I think that was at least our group. Most of the people in our group have actually never been out of the country. And so it was a new experience for them traveling abroad, going out of state or not out of state, sorry, out of country, long flights. And, and we're pilgrims, you know, there's a certain poverty that you experience when you're sleep deprived and you're grumpy and, you're annoyed with everyone and like how do you deal with that and you and can't get on the metro because there's already 10,000 people on it it was and crazy yeah <laughs> leaving the multiple times we get kind of separated because like four people from a group could get on the metro yeah, yeah I mean these just overwhelm a city but there's no crime right now I mean when World Youth Day came to Denver I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a similar stat in Lisbon if, if they release it but in Denver there was like no gun violence and no shootings for over a week when World Youth Day happened in 93 yeah. Uh, just all peace and there's just something about two million people getting together for god you know for for love of god love of christ after i got uh, one of the nights i was uh, took a couple of the kids down to the stations of the cross um event and then we kind of left that and went down to a different event that the travel company had planned uh, uh, like a dance lesson flamenco dance flamenco lesson flamenco dance lesson which I, flamenco dance is you know uh, part of the culture here and so they wanted to have a cultural experience for the kids and so i get them down there and then i run after that to go meet up for the because tent. deacon jacob didn't want to do flamenco dance of course yes of course he's a celibate um, which I guess it wasn't a partner dance anyway. They were just learning how to do gotcha. uh, the flamenco style dance. There was never any partner dancing, um, which some were relieved by, and others were kind of frustrated by. So uh, whatever. <laughs> but so I, I leave for I, I dropped the kids off that, that I was in charge of with the other chaperones that were there, and then I met up with uh, Archbishop Aquila. Father Jason Wallace, our vocations director, and then some of the other seminarians that were with us, they were having dinner. I kind of met him at the end for a glass of wine and, and dessert. And then we just walked. It was really cool. Archbishop just wanted to walk. 
So we walked around the kind of the central, um, southern, I guess, western um, square right along the river uh, bay area of the city. And it was, there were still, I walked in and people were coming down from the park. And an hour later I walked out and people are still coming down from the park because they're still flooding out just into this downtown area. And what's happening? Like every different nationality has their own little pocket and their flags are up and they're doing songs and dances from their own country. Of course, the Americans are being led by the Texans and line dancing, right? right? (laughs) One street. And then like the Brazilians are singing something over here. And then there was like some sort of like Spanish like partner dance going on over. And it was, it was just super cool. And we're walking and then uh, we decided to start walking back up into the flow of traffic. And we kind of did like security protocol for Archbishop. It was like two of us in front and people would just kind of like break around us (laughs) and flow around. Um, we're just walking the Archbishop back up the road, but that was such a cool night. It was a beautiful city. It's a beautiful, uh, evening. And Archbishop was just like, wow, this is amazing. Look at all these people. Look at all these people. So like, he was he was touched by it, that these young people are just out um, in, encountering each other uh, in a very peaceful, very joyful hmm. way. And I think that was the message that Pope Francis was kind of trying to get, was like, be joyful, be courageous, don't be afraid to be Catholic. Yeah. And, and the theme was rise up and go with haste. So when you encounter the Lord, when Mary receives the good news— she goes with haste to her cousin in the hill country. And so the idea was kind of this rise up and go in haste. And I'll be honest, sometimes I got a sense that this rise up was a little more of like a, um, like a call to like revolution, the way it was presented. And that was really kind of giving me a bad taste. Like, rise up, rise up, young people, rise up, you know, be, be, be the transformation, save everything. Um, but I don't think, like, that's not how Pope Francis saw it. And when he addressed the youth, he, one of the things that he said that actually really struck me was he said, you should never look down on somebody unless you're reaching down to pull them up. And I found that really beautiful. That to, yeah, you might look down on somebody, but only it's only permissible if you're reaching down to pull them fallen, up. Said, but what he's saying, yeah. he's saying they've fallen and they need helped up. He's not saying, oh, just leave them there. Oh, tell them they're fine. He says, no, help them up. And that's the hope, the rising up, going out, to either rise up when you fall or to help another rise up. And so, mm-hmm. like, when that was the pre- presentation of it, and, and he just presented the heart of Christ. He said, Jesus loves you. He knows you by name. He calls you out into mission. Um, I found that really beautiful, and I really hope a lot of youth— I mean, it was, it was good for me to hear and to remember, and I hope a lot of youth uh, heard that as well. Yeah, the, the theme— um Luke chapter one, I can't remember the verse right now, but it's uh, Mary arose and went in haste, right? And as Deacon Jacob just alluded to, but this idea of rising up and, and my reflection on that has really been, um, why does she go in haste? Like, absolutely, we need to rise up. But like, why does she go in haste? She goes in haste because she receives something that is not meant just for herself. It's meant for the whole world. And that's the, that's the gospel. That's the good news. Like when we receive the gospel, when we receive the joy of the gospel, when we receive something that's so profound in our hearts and our lives, we should go in haste to tell everyone, rise and go. And I think that's the call that Pope Francis is wanting from us of the, the good news that, this, um, that the, the, the youth is coming here to gather about is not just meant for us. It's meant for the whole world. Rise and go and spread that good news. Another another grace that I thought was really cool 
that you were just talking about as well is, is the opening mass was really fun because we're walking as a group and we were a little late. I mean, not late to the mass, but if you don't get in there by like the mass started at seven, if you don't get in like there by hour like and a 2 half PM, early is, is already getting late. late like you, yeah. You'll get in, but you're going to have a terrible spot. We, like we three were, hours early, you can have a good spot. Yeah. We were so far back that first night, except for the priests, clergy, <laughs> clergy get their own private sector in the front. We're kind of spoiled as priests, but we we're, when you're con celebrating, you have to be close so to I the So I decided altar. to be a good deacon and stay with the crew the, the crew. first day. But it was actually, I mean, I hated it in the moment, but looking back was kind of fun. We've got Chris Stefanik with an umbrella <laughs> up in front, like holding that it. Awesome. And we're just like in this snake line, just pushing our way through this. Like you have no other way to go. Right. And like at one point, me and Luke Metzer, <laughs> like we get separated from the snake. And so we're trying to like catch up. And so we dart around kind of this slight opening because people are already sitting and we're like dancing almost like ballerina toes on like little parts of a tarp that are around people. And these Spanish girls are like, hey, this is not a road. It's not a road. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the opening mass I thought was cool because like you're, you're walking in uh, this entrance together and everyone's chanting their own country like we have our flags and like people would say, oh, USA. And we'd be like, USA, USA. And the Taiwan, the Taiwanese would be like, Taiwan, Taiwan, Taiwan. Taiwan. <laughs> it was so awesome. And everyone has like their own chance and, um, you know, everyone was doing their own thing. But what I thought was really interesting is after the mass, and this is kind of where the rest of the week went, but the, after the opening mass, everyone started shouting out other countries. Like you'd have an Italian looking at the Spanish flag and go, uh, Viva España! And then all the Spaniards would be like, Que Viva! Um, and then everyone would see our American flag and they in their really funny accent would be like, USA! USA! I'm like, chant it out, you know? Like we're recognizing, right? It, like before Mass, we're not one. After Mass, we're one body in Christ. And it was just really beautiful seeing this. To see in this whole week, it's been more of that where people are looking at the different flags and the different groups and saying like, you're an awesome group. And they would shout out and, you know, like it was just fun because like I, I know how to say hello in a lot of different languages, but I don't know how to speak <laughs> the languages. So you'd see the Polish flag and you'd be like, Chesh. And they would like say something in Polish. I'm like, sorry, I don't speak Polish. Or I'm from America. This, uh, this French uh, entourage was like walking through the street and they were playing some drums and stuff. And I just go, bonjour. And they all like they all like lit up and smiled really brightly, and they're just like bonjour, and uh, it was it was awesome. And well, one of my favorites, I was leading my group. We had kind of a, a day where we took different groups out. Um, they could choose where they went with one of the leaders, and my group ended up. We like walked 15 miles that day, just going to different sites and getting back to the to the park for the papal welcoming. And we ended up being in like the best spot of all of our group because we we turned the corner after we get around security, and the Pope mobile is starting to go around this roundabout, and so we were. Uh, maybe a hundred yards from him, but you could see him. Like it was probably fifty, fifty yards, so you could see him going around. And you'd think it was all the boys in my group. You'd think it was the Beatles were in, and they were girls, and they just ran like oh the Pope, or and Taylor just, Swift, <laughs> and they just sprint down. Uh, and it was it was amazing to see their their excitement. Um, and then they were able to kind of just explore around there as as the Pope was circling around and then obviously went up to the top uh, stage area but 
as we were walking up the road, one of the really cool things that happens is everybody's coming from all over the city, but they're converging on the same park. Mm-hmm. So the, the traffic comes from kind of small streets into larger streets into this, you know, major through throughway to like a highway to the security. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Les Mis, but there's the mm. there's like the revolution scene where they're kind of like walking in small groups and then they gather together and they get and into the, the bigger and it's the, street, the yeah. sound of the song of Angry Men or whatever. And it's like this isn't that. Right. This wasn't a revolution. This isn't a rise up and down down with the establishment. This was this was a come together. Um and, and so that, but all of us were coming together, not angry, but joyful, excited, anticipating to go see the Pope, to see the Vicar of Christ. And so we're, we're heading in and we've got some young, young guys, first time ever into uh, Europe and they're very patriotically proud, if not a little naive. And Very uh, naive. And uh, at one point <laughs> they see this French group walking the other way and one of them goes, oui, oui, croissant. And this, oh my god! This, but this girl from across the way just looks back and goes, "Oh, hamburger!" That's awesome. <laughs> and it was just—it was perfect because it was like there was teasing, there was annoyance on both sides, and there was also a lot of laughter on both sides. And I think um, just like the spirit there—the spirit of joy is so palpable, so palpable in the city right now. And and Chris Stefanik, we're in kind of his broader group. He's he's from my parish, and so his kids went with us as well. But. Um, he, he gave a few talks and a few testimonies at a couple of the churches and then uh, um, a uh, hall that we were in. And, and uh, that's one of the things that struck me that he said. is just like, you can just taste the joy. Like, you walk in the streets and just everyone's playing instruments. Everyone's talking. Everyone's saying hi to everyone. And the, the Lisbonites, the Portuguese here, have been so respectful and joyful and kind and nice. And, you know, none of us in our group speak Portuguese, unfortunately. A lot of us speak Spanish. Uh, but that doesn't get you very far in Portugal and they kind of roll their eyes when I started speaking <laughs> Spanish. But most people here speak English. And, that's and they why they roll been... their eyes. Their English is better than our attempted that's, Portuguese. But yeah. I kept trying the whole time. But they've been so kind and, and so good. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we could take this yeah. podcast in many different directions. But I would say this is my first world youth day and hopefully not my last. You know, I don't know how much longer I'll be considered a youth. I mean, hopefully a while. I'm only 29. <laughs> I don't think I'm considered a youth anymore, but... Um, uh, the official World Youth Day page says 16 to 35. Oh, I'm well, like, I'm still in. You're still in. You'll be in for another two, couple, three years, whatever. At least the next one. Um, yeah, so it's like, come to World Youth Day if, if you're able. You know, if, if money's an issue, talk to your parish, talk to your priest, talk to get scholarships, write to friends, write to families and say... I think this could be a life-changing moment in my life to make a pilgrimage. I want to do this. Yeah. My parish group is going. My diocese is going. Would you consider supporting 100 bucks for me to go? Yeah. There's, There's no shame in asking that. We've all done that, and I think it's important to do that for for um, pilgrimages, you know, and, and for um, this is a prayerful thing. This is meant to um, support and help your prayer life and your spiritual life. And World Youth Day, this has been incredibly, incredibly moving for me. And I'm already a priest. Like, I can't imagine if someone's new in their faith journey and seeing this, how much strength that would give them. Yeah, because you, you see the whole church, the universal church. I was, when I studied abroad and I would go into churches, I would see the church has been all over the world, is all over the world. When I go to Mass in another language, I would see the same Mass. And it was really Poland and Croatia for me that were the two countries where I saw other youths mm. um, like actively participating in religious uh, events while I was there, and so that kind of was a, a striking 
recollection for me of like, oh, there's other youth here. But then to come to World Youth Day and you see it not just in those countries, but but all the countries, there there is youth. And um, the world will have you believe that everybody's leaving. We talk about the nuns. It's true. It's happening. And yet those who have faith, like the faith is strong. The faith is real. Um, and, and it's there. And, mm. and it's wanting more. It's wanting more of Christ. Uh, and to see it firsthand is, yeah, is a shot, a shot in the arm uh, for your own faith. Um, because I think we can feel alone or like we're in this battle uh, and, and we can get heavy as opposed to kind of the, the lifting of joy that happens. So I'm glad I came. I'm exhausted. Uh, we haven't slept. We just ate for the first time in like 20 hours, but that was our own fault. Um, that was your fault. I had some food. <laughs> I, left, I left my bagels in my backpack. <laughs> But we, we got back. You guys are heading. I'm going to do a couple extra days uh, with some of the Denver seminarians here out in Europe. But um, it's exhausting. We're not in control. There's, there's plans. There's structures. I've heard this is one of the best organized of all the World Youth Days, if not the best. Uh, and even amongst that, there's unforeseen things. The water fountains uh, were working. So we didn't run out of water like you've heard of in, like, I think Madrid. They ran out of water. So they gave everyone beer. <laughs> so we're giving out light beer to everybody so they could stay hydrated. Um, we didn't run out of water, but some of them started leaking. And so, like, there were kind of rivers, like muddy, damp, damned rivers. In the camps. In like the camps. On people's sleeping bags. Um, like we saw uh, Father Thomas Maddock, and he showed us, like, his, his sandals. And his were, cassock. And his cassock were, like, caked in mud because where they were is where the mud and water came in their section, and they had to move, and they got messed. So there's always something that happens. There's discomfort. There's uncertainty. And there's the reality of, like, we don't – we can't control this. We can't yeah. control the church. We can't even control what God's doing in our own life, much less the whole church. But there's something that God is doing something here. Right. And so we're not in control, but we can go with what the Holy Spirit is doing. And, and that's a lesson. We want to control everything. And we want the church to be this way right now and this time. And, like, I don't know. God's, yeah. God's got it. And it's not our control. Yeah. The church is so much bigger than just our American kind of understanding of, of whatever. So, yeah, next World Youth Day to get to that. We've got plenty more. Uh to decompress later but next world youth day is going to be 2025 in rome like i said at the beginning and then and that's uh, in conjunction with the jubilee year so pope francis will announce a jubilee year i don't know if it's going to be like of mercy or of something else but they'll have the holy doors open once again at the vatican in rome saint peter's basilica um and so world youth day will be in connection with that 2025 roma come with come with father jacob that'll be father jacob by then um 2027 south korea Seoul, that was South crazy. Korea, which is super exciting because there were so many South Korean Catholics there, there at there this were, at yeah. this World Youth Day alone, which was wild to see. And they were all so excited, all so joyful. I think they had a little bit of insider knowledge that they were going to be told, you know, announced that they were going to be hosting. It probably already decided, but the just the excitement of the whole crowd that Seoul, South Korea, was going to get World Youth Day was super cool. Like mm. they cheered, their whole section cheered, but then everybody else was cheering and applauding because yeah. it just felt powerful for asia and the catholics in asia especially the history of south korea and the korean peninsula um, and praying for peace Uh, the the south koreans that we you know did meet they're passing out i found a rosary on the ground uh uh, somebody had unfortunately dropped i was able to pick up but it's like they're saying they're praying they're interceding for our blessed mother to pray for peace 
on the Korean Peninsula. And so to have World Youth Day, to have the global church, the young church heading to South Korea in 2027, I think, I feel, I feel is something big, not just for for Asia and the Korean Peninsula, but for the world and the church. So that's cool. I was excited about that. Um, Yeah, much to decompress after we're not so tired. Uh, More stories to swap. Uh, more deeper reflection, but yeah, it's been great though. It's been great to have Deacon uh, Jacob here with us, as well as our whole Lord's crew. So yeah, thank you. Any yeah, shout outs? Thanks to all of our uh, our donors. I, I too many to name. Um, for some donors like to remain anonymous, anyways. That's true too. But so many uh, made made this trip possible for myself, but for everybody here in the Lord's group. So I want to thank them. And then um, we did meet a couple people here. Uh, who who recognized us? Or maybe recognize our voices. I'm not sure. No, they recognized our names. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after one, and we took a picture with her. It was, it was hopefully on Instagram. Thank you for Katie for keeping up on her Instagram and all her crazy texts. Pennsylvania. But that was Allie from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then um, there was another lady I met, Nina. Where did I meet her? She oh she she was with the Oklahoma group, and she came up to me in our hotel because Father John Paul Lewis. Um, a friend of mine from seminary who went to our seminary, uh, Nina, came and said, Oh my gosh, Father Sean is in our hotel. <laughs> like, I love you guys. And I was like, well, Thank you. She was you so sweet. sweet. I can't find my notes right now, Father Sean. Well, and I am the, the worst. We're recording on my phone while I'm searching. So just keep going. Just keep uh, going. Another shout out would be to all the people. I don't know if we're going to get more listeners, but I. You, you trade things in at World Youth Day, like I was mentioning, and I brought five Catholic stuff stickers, um, even though I have like a hundred in my desk. I only brought five, and I passed them all out to some people. This really sweet waitress uh, at some restaurant, I wish I remembered the restaurant name, but she spoke perfect English, and uh, we gave her a few stickers, like a Lord sticker, a Colorado flag sticker, and then my Catholic stuff sticker. And she goes, <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. I'll listen to your podcast. So I don't know if she will. And then I gave it to Gabriella, uh, the the Italian guy I was talking with that I was saying about. And then but, I, I was walking up towards the, the park, and I met a father, I believe it was Martino Troy from D.C., um, but he was with the group and he was just talking with us. We had the flag and so they're like, oh, where are you from? And we said, oh, we're from Colorado, Denver. And he's like, oh, very cool. What what parish? And we said, Our Lady of Lords. And he goes, oh, isn't that one of the ones that's like pretty like pretty involved with, with Catholic, uh, stuff. Catholic stuff? And I said, yeah, actually, it's Father Sean is our group leader. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And then he like, uh, <laughs> Eloise Stefanik was with us. And so she's like, she introduced herself. And I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is Chris Stefanik's daughter. And he was like freaking out like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. And then he's like, and, and you are? And I go, Deacon Jake Machado. And he goes, oh, yeah, Deacon Jake, you're <laughs> It's <laughs> so, so like he was excited. He, he was excited. I knew what I was doing the whole time. Um, but it was great. It was great to talk with you, Father. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking care of your kids out here, um, giving them this experience. But uh, I do think it's funny. I had more. I think I had more people pull me out of the crowd during the U.S. I can't remember their names. I apologize. They probably don't listen. Uh, they pulled me out of the crowd during the U.S. gathering, like the USCCB gathering right. one one evening. All the yeah, United the States dioceses, which was really cool, and we'll talk about that another time. But I had more people pull me out of the crowd for that one, saying, "You're Joe's brother." Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> like they recognized me because I looked like my, my little brother, and they were all went to college with him, or had done some ministry with him, or had been in high school with him. 
And so I realized I'm not a youth anymore because all the youth here hmm. are here who know my brother from college or high school. That's awesome. Uh, or work or something. So uh, shout out to all them uh, who saw me and knew I was Joe's brother. Awesome. Last shout out I'd like to give is just to Liz Luttrell, our wonderful youth minister. She crushed it this week. She did an amazing job. And uh, this trip definitely would not have been possible without her, all her logistic planning. And uh, detail-oriented, we have yet to lose a pilgrim, yep. a high schooler, which is great. We had some sicklings, we... we had some people pass out. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Parents, don't freak out. Everyone's okay. It's <laughs> good. We're coming back. Um, hopefully everyone makes it on the we plane okay. We always put a little margin in, like but, one, uh, one or two kids. But yeah, you know? shout out to Liz for her hard work. So. <laughs> she did great. All the other adult chaperones, Kevin, Melissa, Cartney, uh, Mick Cartney, sorry. Um, yeah, all y'all, you crushed it. Um, thanks for what you did. And hopefully we'll be in Roma 2025. Roma. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. This is Catholic Ooh, Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, FaceTime comment. <laughs> I don't think you can <laughs> FaceTime. FaceTime us. FaceTime us. Comment, like, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Peace and blessings.